On this episode of Getting Scaried Away, we discuss the Brandon Cronenberg sci-fi horror, Possessor. This original take on body swap horror is a bloody and trippy good time. seen you in so long i know life has been weird (laughs) without you (laughs) just kidding we're just kidding we live together yes and we're very married hello everyone and welcome to episode 32 of getting scared away we haven't seen all of you ever really but um we haven't seen all of you or spoken to all of you in a couple weeks this is our first episode back into the new year our first episode of 2021 how are we feeling about that i uh Oh, oh, already? (laughs) Yeah, already, man. This year is just doing things to me. I know. I know. It it has done some things. I agree. It's already been a bit of a challenge in the first 12 days, 13 days of the month. Maybe this is a lesson for us to, us as a people, to stop blaming the year for the travesties and the horrible things going on in the world. And maybe just blame... Uh? Well, I just want to say for the record that you said that you hope that this was the worst year of everybody's life in Did I say that? Our other one because you said that before it was like jinxed by saying I hope you have a great year or something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, we are talking about a very freaky deaky super weird movie today. Yeah, it's really fun. We saw it for the first time at the drive-in. We did. We yeah. we were doing a lot of drive-in movies uh during 2020. Yes. Shout out to busy. the Transit Drive-in. Yeah. Is it in Lockport or toward yeah, Lockport? Yeah, I think it's technically in Lockport. Um those of you who live in our western New York vicinity understand where that is geographically, but otherwise um the Lockport Transit Drive-in was truly a godsend for us this summer um yeah there were like two months that we were there almost every weekend i think yeah yeah we got to see i mean a lot of the movies that we went to go see were things that we have obviously seen before like scream or nightmare on elm street but they were fun to see at a drive-in like i feel like they were those slashers are sometimes really really fun to see in a dark secluded outdoor space oh my gosh it made for such a cool experience and i'm so glad that we got to you know experience it that way um and this film in particular was it was a really interesting viewing experience to see it in a drive-in setting because I, i don't i can't say for sure but i mean i think on any normal occasion i would go to see this at like a big on like a big screen in a closed off theater with lots of you know speakers and like just a really sort of standard movie theater experience i guess yeah because it it is a really visceral experience yeah it's very epic and so we saw it at the drive-in and then um when it came out on 4k 
we bought that and just mm-hmm. recently watched it again and it it was a different experience watching yeah. it both times oh yeah um yeah. both both equally enjoyable for different reasons i mean different atmospheres uh the second time of course we were in our home so we were able to focus on it a little bit more focus on making sure the room was like pitch black so we saw anything and everything that was on the screen yep Yep. And there wasn't a door person letting us in and out of the bathroom. So it was <laughs> only our cats. Yeah. They yeah. said, sir, madam, <laughs> do no. you require the facilities? <laughs> yes. Well, go ahead. They charged us for popcorn. It was weird. Yeah. And every time I picked up one of the free mints, they made a big stink about it. Yeah. They anyway. said, meow, those are not free. Give oh, me a treat. Always tip your bathroom cats. <laughs> so the movie we are talking about, of course, is Brandon Cronenberg's fantastic film, Possessor. Which was my, I I still believe it was my favorite horror film of 2020. And I'm just so, so excited that we get to talk about it. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't familiar with a Cronenberg film, very, very heavy on the body horror. So if you are not okay with body horror, um, don't watch this one because <laughs> there is quite a bit of it. It's, yes. it's quite graphic. Um, there's a lot to be said about how incredible the special effects team was, whether they were practical or CGI effects. Absolutely amazing. But it's, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of body transformation and body horror. Um, definitely psychological. Yes, for sure. Um, and also incredibly visually stimulating. So again, if you're somebody who has issues with um, like bright lights and sounds and things like that, then definitely be weary just for parts of it. It's not through the whole thing, but there are parts. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Good to, good to mention that. Also, um, while we're on the subject of sort of potential like triggers, I guess you could say, there is a moment toward the beginning of the film. Well, you know, it's actually the opening scene. Um So I guess now we will say spoilers (laughs) from this point on. Um, But the opening scene does involve a black woman um, who does ultimately get shot by a police force. So if that is at all a triggering thing, Mm -hmm. uh, avoid this movie. Just wanted to mention that as well. Now... I don't know. Our cats are doing the most parkour they've ever yes, done Yes, they are straight up in gymnastics class right now. I don't understand. Oh, oh God. Hello. Yes. Our- She's like uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael Scott. I am very fast. I am very fast. You know what yeah. I realize? I quote The Office at least once an episode, I think. Well, that's okay. Um, R.I.P. The Office from Netflix, by the way. Yes. <laughs> what for, the fuck? For the U.S. We have some Canadian listeners and... Oh, it didn't get taken Canadians off. hit us up with them passwords, baby. No, no, no. It it doesn't matter if you have a Canadian password. You need to like trick the system into thinking oh, that right. you're in. You need like a VPN or something. Express VPN. Hello. We're knocking at your door. Come sponsor us. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, um, but just one more word about our cats. Our one cat, Duchess. One day we'll post a picture of them so you guys can visualize who we're talking about and screaming at during yeah. the episodes. But our one cat, um, she's a flame point Siamese. And so she's she has she's like mostly white um and then she has like cream rings around her tail and when she gets super excited and playful it bushes out so she <laughs> looks like an albino raccoon 
<laughs> a little trash cat. Yeah, she is a trash cat. Okay, so back to the film. Back to the film. Um, as we said, released in the year 2020. It was written and directed by the wonderful Brandon Cronenberg. And as Rhiannon, as Rhiannon mentioned, Cronenberg uh, films are just... Yeah, they up the ante when it comes to the body horror. So you can fully expect this film to get super weird and super gross. Um, maybe not in the way that you might expect. Um, because if you th- think of something like The Fly, right, um, that involves like a full body transformation into like a creature and it's very oozy and it's very sort of grotesque. There's not so much of that here um, in Possessor. This one, more so, for lack of a better phrase, it just gets under your skin with the way that they do a lot of these sort of close-up shots of, like, needles and blood coming out of places. And And melting of bodies, figuratively, but also, like, actually physically. It's, yeah, it's really, really... It's an interesting concept. Um, So essentially what it is, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it and are sticking through, even though we warned you of the spoilers. um, So for those of you who might not even want to see the film, essentially what this film is about is somebody who, or a company rather, who is seemingly hired to go in and basically be like a hit person. Yeah. But they do it by taking over somebody else's body Mm -hmm. um and then ultimately using that body to carry out the hit and then the person whose body they take over ends up dying as well yeah Um, to get out of the situation yeah exactly so it's it's just a really like i said an interesting concept for a movie uh i i don't think that i've ever seen anything like this what do you think I mean, there's there's certainly a good amount of body swap sure. movies and like body takeover films, um, but none that really sort of explore, like, uh, definitely not with this kind of approach. Sure, um, where they're using these bodies as vessels to, um, that are hired to take somebody out. Like that's wild. It was just such a cool concept and I think it was executed perfectly um, because we get right from the start of, of the film, we get a good sense of well, what the company's doing and how in sort of like a really quick uh, bite sized scenario. Like we see the first situation play out and then once that scene is over, the rest of the movie we follow only one other instance of a body takeover and it, it sort of goes from there. But um, I thought it was, it was really cool that they didn't feel the need to show us a whole bunch of different scenarios of yeah. hits. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was really just this one for the most part, it was really just this one person that we yeah. were kind of following. So the main character that we're following, um, the character's name is Tasia Voss played by Andrea Riseborough. Um, absolutely beautiful woman i mean stunning stunning. um she has such distinct features and it's so interesting because if you see her in other films like she was mandy in mandy um yeah in this movie she's almost unrecognizable right and if you see her like doing press or like on the red carpet or something she even looks different then it's wild yeah she's a very transformable person yeah in the best way i mean she's 
like I said, absolutely stunning. Um, so she's the main character. She is basically their star body snatcher. I don't know, <laughs> like their star employee uh, person, um, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially what we do is we see her in the one, uh, the one person's body taking out a political figure right in the beginning mm-hmm. um so, or uh I or think a it's judge a, or a lawyer i think it might be a lawyer, a lawyer. You're, you're right i think so that that scene goes so quick that it almost seems insignificant like it's just kind of setting us up for this is what she does for a job yeah well we first we see actress gabriel graham um gabrielle gabrielle what is oh gabe i always do that with gabriel and gabrielle <laughs> yeah um it's it's just always been a stupid slip of the tongue but uh gabrielle graham and it's a very interesting introduction to her um because we we think or we i guess we assume that we would be following her a little more Mm -hmm. or a little deeper than we end up following her character um and it's not even so much her character because it's still ultimately voss but yeah, Gabrielle, Gab- oh, fuck me, Gabrielle, um, let's just talk about when her character takes out the lawyer. Yeah, so, oh, I just want to say, I was so, like, in this movie, my belief, my or my disbelief was suspended. Like, <laughs> I was fully... Which is it. hard for you. It, it is really hard for me, um, because I do not connect with movies mm-hmm. like that, but... I genuinely, there's something really special for me. And I did think about this. There's a couple movies that I have thought about this with. Um, I did think about it with Freaky when we went to see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with Vince Vaughn in particular. But the way. Who was excellent, by the way, in that movie. Absolutely excellent. But when you get these films where you have to believe that one character is being taken over or played by another character. Mm-hmm. Every, well, it was really only the two. Well, there were, there were a few scenarios, yeah, but um, yeah. everyone that we watched get taken over by Voss or by somebody else in this film. I was absolutely sold on the fact that somebody else was playing them. Yeah. Which is, I don't really know exactly how to describe it, but if you've seen films like this, you know what I'm talking about. Like it didn't feel like it was the actress Gabrielle. What's her last name? Graham. It didn't feel like it was Gabrielle Graham playing this character. It felt like it was this character of Tasia Voss put into Gabrielle Graham's character. Yeah. And Especially once we got to know Voss a little bit more throughout the film. Right. And then when she took over um, the male character, Colin, Colin, I also felt like she was inside of him. And it it's just really something to say about these actors. Yes. Yeah. The performances all around are superb. Um, and especially like, you know, characters that we only see on screen for a handful of moments, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's really not a false note anywhere Uh, so uh, yeah for real kudos to everybody involved now we were in this world in it on the subject of colin and the actor who played him christopher abbott i can only imagine the amount of time that the two actors had to spend together just to kind of 
get to know how each of these people operate and you know find similarities in each other's little you isms. know new nuances yeah isms is, is the word when we're watching colin being taken over by voss you're i'm i you are absolutely right you believe that it's voss you you don't ever you're never taken out it's never we're never yeah. watching colin until that there's a really specific moment when we know we know as the audience that we're watching Colin. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I mean because they they had to have spent so much time together. Yeah, just but character study. What's interesting about it is Christopher Abbott must have tried to study Andrea Riseborough so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But also we see Tasia Voss yeah. in the film studying him and like rehearsing and rehearsing the way he says certain words oh. and, and even so much. So she, you can tell that she's so invested in these bodies and these people that she's taking over because then when she goes back to see her own family, her own husband or, or boyfriend or whomever he is to her and their son, she rehearses how she talks because mm-hmm. and how the conversation could play out yeah because she's been in this other body for however long um you know whether it's a couple days or a couple weeks or whatever that she has to pull herself out of i mean it is the ultimate method acting she yeah. is literally being someone else it's crazy so it's, crazy. it's, it's just so even the second time we watched it, I actually turned to Ricky and I was like, do you think that it's not her going to see her family? Because there's so much ambiguity, like who's taking over right. whose body and all of this stuff. But the way she was rehearsing how to say hello to her son and tell them like, oh, good, I'm starving was one of the lines that she was rehearsing. <laughs> yeah. She was just rehearsing it so much that I'm like. And like, what have you got there? Yeah. What, what, what have you got there? What, and she what have you knew got that? <laughs> exactly what they were going to say to her. And I just thought that that was so interesting because she was rehearsing for a character, but it was herself. Unreal, man. Yeah. Just so cool to watch, especially when we see her say those lines that she had been rehearsing all those all that time. And then we see her say the lines in the moment. It's just ugh, so immersive and it's so cool to see when we see her sort of leave Colin's body. I know we're kind of jumping all over the place a little bit, but I think in the topic of just discussing performances and just acting moments, when we see uh, Voss leave Colin's physical body and then Colin start to come back into his own body and see, oh man, like, and, and to see him like try to recollect everything that's going on. Like he has no idea. Like how did I end up here? Like what's happening? It's almost as if you're watching a different actor altogether. Oh, yeah. The best way that I could describe it, I, I feel like people who haven't seen the movie will be able to identify with what we're talking about better by thinking of it this way. Um, if you've seen the movie Get Out. Mm, yeah. It's like when the one character was basically like taken out of the sunken place mm-hmm. by the flash and yeah, then yeah. like he, his 
spirit or his like soul came to the forefront. Yeah, the character he was Andre. no longer pushed back and like suppressed. Yeah. So you know, like his character came out and it did get to a point where Voss was no longer really like in control here. Mm-hmm. And so you see this really like awful and beautiful, but awful moment where their bodies are like separating and being ripped uh, apart. Yeah. And it Again, like it was done really beautifully, but it is that body horror. It was like their skin was fused together and uh-huh. they were literally ripping apart from each other. But what's beautiful about it even more so is that they only show us the actual act of them being pulled apart in like quick glimpses. You don't, there's not like a full moment where we clearly see two bodies like being pulled out of each other. And that just speaks to the genius of what they want to show and what they don't want to show. Yes. And how effective both of those can be. But let's talk a little bit about the kills and some more of the gore and special effects, because that's where this movie just goes from a nine to a 10 <laughs> um, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So we'll start right from the beginning um, because we started to get onto this topic and then we, we got did. distracted. That, that's my fault. No, I, no, I'm no, just so no. <laughs> excited about this movie. Um, okay. So the, the first kill. Uh, so we are introduced to Gabrielle Graham. Um, not Gabriel. Not Gabriel. She is playing this character. I don't, do we even, do we learn her name? Uh, I I feel like one of the other waitresses says it, but essentially she's Holly. Okay. Her name is Holly and she's a cocktail waitress at what seems to be some sort of event. Uh, and she comes in. One of the other waitresses are like, come on, aren't you coming like upstairs? And so she sits there just very stoic. You can tell that something's not quite right with Mm -hmm. her, but we don't know what it is yet because we just started the movie. Um, And so they go upstairs. Well, before, even before any of that, the first time we see Holly. Oh yes. She's collaborating. Yeah. Or when, well, yeah, when she's calibrating, calibrating, collaborating, she's collaborating with herself. (laughs) Listen, I got to collab. I want to, um, I just have to do this quick collab. (laughs) Um, yeah. So she's staring into the mirror and what we're really seeing is Voss, but we don't know that yet, um, prepping for this hit. So there's a there's this mechanism, like a like a needle that's attached to this like other machine, and the needle has to go directly into the top, or like or is it like the soft spot of the head? I'm not sure, but there's a spot on the person's head where this needle has to drive itself into. And it is not subtle <laughs> when they show it because holy fuck, they go. Yeah, her right hair in. is like perfectly parted, and she oh. finds like the exact spot that she needs to put it in, and she literally just like stabs herself right through into the brain slowly, and then turns up this what I assume is like a vibration or something like a dial to get to the sort. right frequency yeah. to calibrate to make sure that she's you know, really in control of this body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we watch her after, while this thing is in her head, she's staring into the mirror, starts to cry, then sort of laugh, cry, and then kind of slowly pull herself out and become Again, all of a sudden kind of reminded me of get out when yeah, a little bit. And then she gets real, real serious and stoic. And then that's when 
uh, she makes her way up uh, into the event that's happening upstairs. Yeah. And so when she gets up to this event, it is like no bullshit. She does not even <laughs> go pick up a tray. Like she, <laughs> she is not serving anything to anyone. Nope. She is done living in this body. <laughs> she's serving some justice. Is what she, she's yeah, serving. She is serving straight up motherfucking justice um but yes so she goes right up to this lawyer and instead of big dude too yeah he's a big boy yeah and instead of this pistol that she was provided with for a nice clean easy hit she decides which we find out later she is like absolutely enamored with violence um she decides to take like a steak knife or something but it's like the steak knives that you get at, I don't know if anybody's, very specifically like Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> like they're not pointed yeah. at the front. They're like rounded. Right. Which makes it even more fucking brutal Ew. because it, it's like, yeah. So she's just going at this guy, <laughs> like absolutely just like butchering him with mm-hmm. this um steak knife and then everybody else is screaming and running out and the room's completely empty and she's just sitting there like stabbing him hundreds and hundreds of times and then there's this pool of blood that surrounds the body and surrounds her she like dips her hand in the blood and it's very viscous and it's very a little bit of finger painting yeah oh (laughs) it's so gross and and even for you and I, like we handle gore, no problem. Um, I mean, your favorite films are the Saw movies, mm-hmm. yeah, so and Final Destination and all those. So you have no issue. And oh no, I'm fine with gore. And actually, I I don't think that that really bothered me too much. But I was like, what is she doing? Oh, it bothered me. I thought it bothered you too. Like when I saw it, I cringed both times uh, that I saw this movie. But that's how we start the movie folks <laughs> it's pulling no punches yeah like oh. first five minutes so the people who are involved in this organization we learn that they're sort of responsible for pulling themselves out of the situation in some capacity essentially the body that they're taking over can no longer be operating if if you catch my drift but we learn that voss has a hard time committing to that making that happen yeah so essentially i think um and i don't know exactly because it wasn't entirely explained they just she was provided with a pistol both times um and you see her kind of put the gun in her mouth uh but she can't pull that trigger and multiple times they said to her make sure you pull the trigger this time like blah 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 so i don't know if it's that um in order to like painlessly separate herself from the body if she has to like sever the spinal cord or something like that like cut off the brain activity of the person um yeah who she's inhabiting or something i'm not exactly sure why that has to be done yeah because we see it later a few times too yeah of course i i kind of i guess like understand because they don't want this person to go to jail yeah after like inhabiting their body right. so i guess like they're thinking of it as like a mercy killing mm-hmm. but i i think that there is something because we see when she gets pulled out of it that she's very very ill like she starts throwing up mm-hmm. um and it it seems like a very very painful experience uh so i think that there is something where like the brain activity has to be cut off so that she can be pulled out seamlessly yeah so 
that's how we start the film off. <laughs> so really cheery. Yeah. It's like nice. <laughs> Family fun. Calm movie. And then there's a little interview interrogation-esque scene. <laughs> Not really interrogation, but that's kind of how it feels. It's an all black room. And that's where we meet uh, Gerder. I, I think the character is played yeah, I by think that that's her name. Jennifer Jason Lee. Um, and she is interviewing Tasia Voss to make sure that Voss has fully come back and Voss has all of her memories intact and all of her uh, soul, basically. Yeah, because it is discussed a little bit later in, in this next body that she's put in, that she's there for the majority of the movie, mm-hmm. that if things go wrong, she could lose part of her brain activity or her memories or like have permanent brain damage effects from this next mission and then for a while there's there's some character building moments where like we mentioned earlier we see voss start to rehearse lines to herself because she's going to meet her family and spend the night with them and all that sort of thing and then after a while we meet colin well, I, let me rephrase that. We don't meet Colin himself for until much later, but we see Colin from afar and he is... We're kind of observing him yeah, with Voss. Right. Which feels like a little bit dirty. Like we're, well, like we're watching observing, him through windows yeah, and... We're seeing him with his girlfriend through Voss's perspective. So Voss very very rear window (laughs) just watching these people how they operate sort of learning what the relationship is kind of like their dynamic because the next day is showtime i mean she has to know everything she can before entering the the vessel so to speak yeah so i want to take just one step back really quick because i want to ask you a question i'd rather you didn't Well, I'm gonna. We talked about uh, this a little bit on our own, but so right before we meet Colin or before we're introduced to the fact that this is going to be her next mission, when we're in her house, I, I assume that it's her home, even though they say that she doesn't live there anymore and they want her to move back in and things like that. Yeah. I, we don't ever know where else she lives. So I'm just going to call it her home. Um, because we never see her go anywhere else right? besides like the people's houses that she's inhabiting. Yeah. But so, uh, we interpreted one portion of that very differently. So there's a small portion of that scene where she sees her partner, uh, getting stabbed in the neck. Like she visualizes it. Yeah. And so while her and her partner are having sex yes yeah because we we see that she's having a hard time (laughs) she's not really invested (laughs) uh with her husband at the moment but then there's a quick glimpse of uh the stabbing from the beginning of the movie like a little flashback in her head and then all of a sudden she's like way into having sex with her husband (laughs) so yeah it's funny because you and i interpreted that very differently Mm. Um, so you interpreted it that way, obviously. And I saw it as it was like her PTSD coming up and she was like trying to make herself be more into them having sex to distract herself from like seeing those visions again. Oh, I can, I can see that. 
because later when we see her talking with her husband and she visualizes like a stab wound in his neck gushing blood yeah okay i guess that would make sense yeah i mean i I could see either which way yeah no it's just like it's it's so interesting because i don't know which one is right if either is right or if something is supposed to be right about it but it's so interesting that you and i just saw it differently Mm -hmm. just at face value to me that moment backed up the idea that she the idea at least that i had that she uh, sort of gets off on the violence because Mm. um when she's asked after the first mission is completed when, when she's asked well why didn't you just use the pistol that we gave you to take him out i mean you stabbed him however many times with a knife she i forget i wish she I says could. that she she felt like it was more in character oh yeah, yeah yeah yes um but then later when and we're jumping ahead quite a bit but later when she has to take out um her next target she uses a fire poker very 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 gruesomely uses a fire poker um and then later uses the pistol on colin's girlfriend so i I guess that's sort of all that's to say i thought she sort of got off on the violence part yeah, of it i can i get that yeah, yeah. It, no i definitely because when she was presented with the option to end things quickly she opted for the road the long, less traveled the, yeah, the long way out <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah no i again i completely agree and we see how it got her into trouble later on because mm-hmm. spoiler alert but <laughs> the father-in-law made it out alive yeah after a brutal brutal beating that he will never be able to emotionally recover from for sure so you want to talk about that moment because yeah. that <laughs> well so we, i mean it, do you want to Holy or do you shit. want to go back to kind of like take us through colin's journey or like a, a quick synopsis of like what voss does in colin's body yeah well i mean just sort of cliff notes version of it um we see colin the body of colin uh, excuse me, waking up next to his girlfriend in their very nice apartment. It's a beautiful place because we later, we learn that she is part of a very rich family. In fact, her dad is the owner of a multi bajillion dollar corporation that does data mining that Colin works for that Colin. Yeah. So the dad got Colin a very low, 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 low level like, job. There. Like the lowest that you could go. Yeah. The lowest, lowest, lowest of the, it's essentially the like the most boring call center mm-hmm. type, type thing that it's us. They, they discuss basically that, um, it's like a slap in the face that he even gave him that job. Right. Yeah. So to go back a little bit, we see him waking up next to his girlfriend in the beautiful, beautiful apartment. And he, well, mm, <laughs> this is where pronouns, pronouns are going to get real tricky. So she being Voss in Colin's body, we see Voss walking around the apartment, taking it all in, becoming familiar while the girlfriend is still presumably asleep. Um, She's looking at Colin's body, inspecting it. We get a nice little penis shot. Um, Yeah, she's like very... It's almost like she's never been in a male body before. Yeah. Because she is like very invested Mm -hmm. in his physique. And even like later we see him and his... Or we see 
Voss as Colin having sex with Colin's girlfriend and we get oh that was wild yeah we get kind of like a shot of Colin's face like looking a little bit concerned or something but then when it flashes back it's Voss's body because Mm -hmm. she's obviously inside of Colin Voss's body but with a penis yeah and she's like looking down at her own body but with a penis having sex with Colin's girlfriend a very uh (laughs) if this movie was in 3d that that penis shot would have destroyed half the audience (laughs) (laughs) it is not subtle so uh yeah so then Colin's girlfriend starts engaging in conversation with who she would imagine is Colin and we the audience we don't really know Colin that well so Voss is kind of having a pretty innocent conversation but to Colin's girlfriend Colin's girlfriend immediately is like what's with you today why are you so like yeah something's wrong are you in a mood like what's going on jump forward a little bit Colin go hmm, Voss goes to work Let's call it, let's call her Valen. 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 Yes. Um, goes to uh, Colin's job and we, we sort of see what a day in life is like. But then things start to get kind of strange when Voss sees these little floating particles that are just like sort of suspended in midair. And when she grabs them, like grabs at one of the particles, it sends her into like a full... Like a seizure, I guess you would say. Yeah, so we can very clearly tell that something is wrong. Maybe she's not calibrated correctly. Um, And she's very clearly not being honest with her um, supervisor. When, When they talk to each other, she's just not being honest with him. Oh, you know what? We should also mention that when Colin is at his... When Voss is at Colin's job... There's another character that sort of runs up to him, presumably like a best friend type character. And he's like, hey, Colin, like, how would you do this weekend? Like, did it happen? Like, blah, blah, blah. And asking sort of like vague questions. Um, Voss obviously has no idea who this dude is, but she plays along and she's like, what do you think? Sort of giving like a very broad general (laughs) answer. Yeah, like essentially that's never (laughs) a bad answer because it's just letting them make their own assumptions. (laughs) Exactly. So then the friend's like, oh, fuck yeah. So just had to get that out of the way because that's important for later. Yeah. So there's the whole job thing. And then we see another conversation between Voss and Gerder while Voss is in Colin's body. And then there's this party scene that we get to. I I probably jumped a little bit, but there's a party scene that we get to that Colin's girlfriend's father, John parse yeah john parse who is who's the target for this operation such a dick oh god played by sean bean so beautifully and he is just such a garbage rat human um and it doesn't really we don't have any sympathy for what's about to happen Mm -mm. to this dude right so the evening plays out colin sort of volin volin uh plays along and is very social and sort of you know but gets progressively angrier mm-hmm. uh, to establish that Colin is kind of like going off the rails because the what's 
what they talked about with Voss before she went in and before she was connected and calibrated into Colin's body was that the scenario, well, basically, I'm assuming his girlfriend's brother hired them, I think is what they talked about. So the brother wants to take over this data mining company. So in order to do that, he needs his dad to die Mm -hmm. and his sister to die because he wants the inheritance all to himself. Gimme, gimme, gimme. So we, we hear that the scenario is that Colin is just so emasculated by his girlfriend's father and is it demasculated i think it's emasculated hmm i wouldn't know i'm hardly masculine to begin with but (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there's definitely a a struggle there's a sort of dick measuring contest i guess you could say in layman's terms yeah exactly so in in which colin would most definitely win holy (laughs) shit uh so yes we we see that the scenario is playing out. So he's progressively getting more and more upset. It's kind of fitting into the narrative that as to why his girlfriend didn't really recognize him earlier on in the day, because he's just kind of finally snapping and he's going to kill his girlfriend and her dad. So now let's get to this brutal. So he he attempts to do it, right? Um, or he he at least makes a big scene while they're at the party and while there are a bunch of people there. Mm-hmm. What was that noise I just made? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to go, mm-hmm, but I went. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so Lord. he makes this big scene, screams, screams at his girlfriend's father, just saying like, you can't talk to me this way, blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. going to fucking kill you, like all this stuff. He gets thrown out of the party and his girlfriend's like super upset because he gets like physical with her for a second and then that's like the last straw. So he gets thrown out of the party, but he just, or Valen, just kind of lingers around, uh, waiting for all of the guests to leave so that the attack can be made while they're secluded. Mm -hmm. And boy, howdy, what an attack it is boy howdy holy moly folks this one really got under my skin Uh, yeah this one this one definitely gave me a little bit of cringe yeah i think okay if you've seen the movie you fully understand what we're talking about if you haven't seen the movie and you've made it this far into the episode with all of the confusing points that we're making first of all kudos to you Second of all, we we promise that the movie itself is not this confusing. No, 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 no. It's just the way our brains are dumping out <laughs> all of this information. Yeah, trying our hardest to make sense of it all. So, Valen grabs <laughs> a fire poker and then approaches John while John is sit- seated at a table, drunk off his ass from scotch. And he says, "I'm drunk. Go go away." And Valen just slaps a pistol on the table and sort of (laughs) kind of makes the mood very tense but john's not having it he's just like fuck you i'm going to bed get out of my house whatever but valen ain't having that so oh you know what it was i think uh john lunged at valen like super fast i think it's sort of like a blink and you miss it type thing yeah um 
But then Valen, just quick on her feet, fucking swings for the fences with this uh, fire poker. And, and just then just wails really and wails. goes to town. And then... This, and then this episode is going to be nasty. I'm just going to semicolon this episode. Possessor semicolon. And then. Yeah. And then. I want to watch some more things on this to learn how they did it so realistically yeah. because it's with, so close up. With the. When he shoves the fire poker into John's mouth. And Which I don't know how that stab because it looks like he really just nailed him to the floor through his mouth i don't know how that didn't sever the spinal cord and kill him right there it was just so brutal and so so gruesome i mean we see teeth start to fly out of his mouth yeah he starts like prying his mouth open Mm -hmm. and and i know (laughs) bending his teeth yeah really really crazy but uh what really did it in this moment was when he drives the fire poker underneath his eye. But he does it so strategically. Yes. So that he doesn't puncture the eye. He just wanted to remove it. He goes in as if to perform a lobotomy. And just. And just ploops it out. <laughs> Plops it out like a little cherry. <laughs> You ever seen a raccoon eat a green grape? It's like, (laughs) and it's super gross, super real looking. Both times I saw this movie, I audibly went. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, that part, I think the teeth hurt me more than the eyeball. Oh yeah. I don't know. I, uh, there's something about eyeballs do gross me out but i feel like eyeballs are very used like a lot of horror movies use uh at least some sort of trauma to the eyeball because it does get such a reaction out of people but the teeth really really did me in yeah super nasty super cool the effects team and the makeup team holy shit (laughs) yeah and then mvps you know so we kind of assume that how with how brutally beaten he is that he dies, but yes. um, then we find out that he does not. He's very much alive. He's very much alive and recovering. Um, but uh, Colin Valen is successful at killing his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one's a little bit quicker. Yeah, that one he does use the pistol. Um, and then we kind of move on to... What's the girlfriend's name? Oh, uh, ba, 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 ba. oh, fuck. Uh, Ava. Oh yeah, Ava, not Ava. We kind of move on to Ava's friend. So Ava's the girlfriend. We move on to one of her friends that we met a little bit earlier on when we first met Colin. And Colin goes over there, and we learn that they have probably been having an affair. Mm-hmm. And so he said, Ava and I had a fight. Can I stay here? Um, and then he ultimately ends up killing her as well, because at this point, Voss is very clearly separating from Colin. Um, so something is off. The sink is off, not properly calibrated. So she's just kind of losing 
certain periods of time and not really being able to account for what she's done. Um, so I think at this point she kills um, Ava's friend without even really knowing what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the friend played by, I hope I'm getting this right, uh, Kenietio Horn. It says on Google, sometimes referred to as Tio Horn. Uh, and she's a Canadian actress, and we love her from Letterkenny. Yes, yes, she's from Letterkenny. Um, she's, uh, we, yeah, we absolutely love her. She's an amazing actress. Yeah, so then shit goes down there at her place uh, because the friend that we met earlier at the place of work shows up and greets Colin. Now, this is Colin Colin, not Valen Colin. This is Colin Colin. Um, Right. It's definitely still Voss because. Oh, okay. Never because mind. Voss is like I know, or or like how do you know? He mentions somebody back from where she works, Got and it. and she's like, how do you know them? And he's like, I'm a plant. I'm I'm here to help you. Like I am Colin's friend, but I'm I'm a plant. I work for the company. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a fan of your work. Mm-hmm. Like yes. he's you know a fan of hers. So, but very clearly they're not calibrated. So he does have to shoot her in the back with some sort of. Uh, Yeah. Like a um, sedative or something. So while the plant plant boy is (laughs) plant, plant man, plant man is trying to reset Voss. There's a wild secret sequence where we, we start to see Colin and Voss kind of fighting internally Mm -hmm. um, in Colin's body and Voss is trying not to leave Colin's body but Colin's I shouldn't even call it a fight it's more of like a yeah it's well I, I don't think it's a fight in the sense that they're like going at each other Colin does choke out Voss yeah and, it's and a fight crush, for dominance and he, he crushes her skull with his bare hands oh yeah literally just like boop. and then in the iconic shot from the poster and the cover art for this film takes her face puts it on his head almost as if he's wearing a mask and that starts to like her memories start to flood into him so we see him start to visualize him having sex with her husband from earlier in the movie but it's her bot it's it's him wearing the boss mask yeah so it's so trippy that part is a little bit confusing to explain but Essentially, he's not really doing damage to her physical body because her physical body is somewhere else. Right. In this pod, basically, um, just, just being like trans. It's very black her, mirror. Yes. Yes. This is a very much elevated version of an episode of Black Mirror. So there's no like blood or anything when he does this because it's just um, her psyche, like her. Yeah. It's, her construct. It's, yeah. It's just her consciousness that he's getting in. But then we do go back to where Voss is in this pod and the employees, you know, the scientists who are working with keeping her calibrated and keeping her conscious do say something happened. There's irreversible brain damage. We're yeah. going to have to pull her out. Mm hmm um so shit gets wild for a while and then the movie starts to come to a close when colin makes his way to voss's house finds her husband her son and then tries to essentially murder them well use them as bait to get to yeah um to get to 
Voss, so he can ultimately get Voss, kill her, presumably, and then that would be that. However, it doesn't go down that way. He takes the husband, starts to get violent with him, says, like, you know, I, you're going to tell me where she is. Eventually, Voss's construct has a full-blown conversation with Colin, sort of trying to talk him out of the situation, talk him down a bit. Doesn't work. So <laughs> does not work. Colin then chops off uh some of the husband's fingies. They're still moving on the ground. Yeah, super, yeah. super crazy. That was wild. Husband gets stabbed many a time. And then the son runs into the room, but Colin points the gun not knowingly. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it's scared. You know, I mean you see it you see it happen a lot in, in movies sometimes. Like he just gets really scared and like yeah. turns and shoots. And shoots the kid. But he's like unaffected, seemingly. Fully unaffected. Kids just standing there staring emotionless. Not even in the sense of like shock or like awe. The kid's just almost like a robot. And then Colin starts to get real crazy with the gun. So the kid is then down on the ground and Colin is down on the ground. We see the son looking into Colin's eyes and the son to everyone's disbelief says, pull me out. And I went, no. Yeah. So both of them were saying, pull me out. So then we later learned that the reason why the kid said, pull me out is because the son's body was taken over by Gerder as sort of like a save, was, save yeah. the day type moment. Yeah. Gerder was trying to go in to, to silence Colin to ultimately be able to recover Voss's being. So then uh, Voss is still alive. Gerder's still alive. They pull themselves out. Then we get another scene very similar to the scene that we saw earlier in the interview where Voss is, um, you know, recollecting her memories, reassuring Gerda that she is, in fact, Voss, and then all is right in the world. But you know what? There was something really, really interesting, and I think it's super important. The in, butterfly? Yes. Yeah. In the first, um, the first time they do this little interview to make sure that Voss has all of her memories, she pulls out this little butterfly box, and she says, um, this is also mine. I caught this butterfly when I was younger. And I killed it and I mounted it and I felt bad about it at the time and I still feel bad about it to this day. And during the second interview, um, she says, this is also mine. I caught this butterfly, killed it and mounted it. She and never says it. that she didn't and say she, that she felt guilty. She never before felt she did. guilty. Yeah. And then the movie's over. This film was an absolute journey. And here's the thing. When Rhiannon and I were talking about it just now, we didn't have any notes in front of us. We just had Google to look up the cast. And oh, yeah, we were just spitballing all yeah. of these. I mean, it's it's so memorable. Yes. And, and, and it sticks with you. It's very visceral. And holy shit. <laughs> uh, it's wild. Um, I feel like I can watch this movie anytime and just get sucked in. Because the world is so cool. The, the cinematography is nuts. The sound is nuts. Oh, you know what? There's one thing I do want to highlight as well, um, which I thought was really neat, and we didn't even mention it. When we first see Voss start to make the transition into Colin's body, there's, um, there was a 
a body that was built, I'm, I'm assuming it was made of wax, and threw like some really crazy reverse shots, and I don't know, I can't tell you exactly how, but we see the bodies of Voss and Colin alike melt, like literally, like liquid, like almost like that scene in uh, um, Indiana Jones, um, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. when the one dude burns down to a skeleton. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to that. No skeleton in this, but it's just skin melting. No blood, no muscle tissue, literally just a layer of skin just melting into a new layer of skin. It was so insane and so creative. Yeah, it was. It was just unreal. So holy shit, again, makeup, special effects, and anybody else involved in the visuals for this movie and the sound, just creating this world. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Yeah, so that was a lot of information that we just... of information vomited all over you guys um but we just felt it was really important to do something that we are passionate about for the first episode of the new year and that was it so what you guys can expect from us coming up uh we are back um back in our guest game so we've got quite a few guests coming up yes uh we'll still be doing episodes just the two of us as well kind of mixed in there sprinkled in but we have lots of really fun great and a a pretty uh like diverse group of guests coming up oh yeah you know they're very different in their styles of horror that they love Mm -hmm. and um who they are as people and so that's really amazing i'm very excited about that uh we'll be having one of our guests on next week uh and that's actually going to be just a me episode Mm -hmm. no ricky no me um but I will be talking about something that some of you may love and some of you may hate, uh, true crime. Yuck. <laughs> also, we should mention, sorry that last week didn't get posted. My computer decided to, how you say, Poop. yeah, take a shit. And it said, bye-bye. Should I tell the people what we were talking about? If you want to, we'll do it for a future episode. We'll do it for a future episode. We were talking about the wonderfully fun film, Chopping Mall from the 1980s. And, Holy shit. It's one of our favorite films. Yeah. We, I mean, we recorded like the majority of this episode and then Ricky's computer was just like, no, thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, very, very tragic. But we plan to re-record it and get that out. But we couldn't wait any longer to talk about Possessor. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We know it was a lot. And thank you for <laughs> bearing with it. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you so much for listening. Um for however long we've been doing this gosh it feels like what a few almost, months almost a year no i don't think a year. oh because i thought we started at the beginning of covid no we started planning um but i don't think we released that early actually our very first episode that we released was um in august august 9th got it oh shit yeah, so we not that long uh, ago. around our anniversary okay so that's what we planned well thank you for sticking with us and listening to our shenanigans we appreciate the ever-loving heck out of you and with that as always my name is spanakopita <laughs> my name's rhiannon and eat your vegetables and get good sleep bye so long